Welcome everybody to uh, this Sunday Sunday service uh, on the radio or computer, whatever. I like to pretend it's a radio show sometimes. But um, no, where how I hope that you're all doing as well as is possible. These continue to be uh, really hard times, and a lot of people have been re- working really hard continuing to show up the protests, which I think is fantastic because, uh, yeah, we have to keep continuing to show up uh, and some and to get the change. We're starting to see a little bit. There's so much more work to be done. A lot of people are showing up and, and helping out, uh, distributing food, cleaning up, uh, all that needs to be done. So I know a lot of people are exhausted. I hope that you are mentally and physically um, well. Me too. And, and you've probably all heard that Bethlehem Lutheran, our host church, is collecting donations um, of food and other household items and distributing them to the community. Um, they still need some of those donations and volunteers to help distribute them. And you can check out what the current needs are by going to Bethlehem Lutheran and the Midway Facebook page. That's where they're putting out their information. Yeah, and uh, you also, if you'd like to volunteer, there's information there as well. Uh, I guess so. there's some word out, Debbie, about the possibility uh, of reopening religious spaces? Or... I've heard that, yeah, like 50, at 50% capacity. Yeah, um, 50% capac- capacity. Yeah, all right. So we're, we're just beginning to talk about what it might look like uh to reopen, and we certainly will will keep you informed. Um, I don't know. 
Maybe I'm ready. I feel like I'm at 50% capacity. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, same here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, well, I hope you're all well, and we really hope to see you all soon. We, uh, yeah, it would be great to see you all. So, uh, nevertheless, this is the House of Mercy, and welcome to it. God of mercy, give us the ears to hear the cry of wisdom in the streets, to hear the cry of the wisdom of the streets. Give us the grace to have the strength to hear the unheard, to not turn away, to remain open to the wisdom in the storm. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Please join with us in singing House of Mercy hymn number 34, No Depression. For fear the hearts of men are failing These are latter days we know Red depression now is spreading. God's word declares it would be so. I'm going where there's no depression to a lovely land that's free from care. I'll leave this world of toil and trouble. My home's in heaven. I'm going rejoice ye holy people before this awful time you'll fly for Christ will come as he has promised his bride will meet him in the sky I'm going where there's no depression to a lovely land that's free from care I'll leave this world Toil and trouble, my home's in heaven, I'm going Please join me in the prayers of community. I'll end each prayer with Lord in your mercy, and I invite you to respond. Hear our prayers. God of mercy, when we look around and raging storms are all we see, give us the peace to persevere, to look through the smoke and see the helpers, past the chaos where the hope is made more possible by every hand 
and every woman and man who stand side by side with those of us who mourn, who are nearly overcome with anger, who have lost much, who might otherwise come unmoored without this gathering together of people to help and to demand justice and to hold on till it comes. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of mercy, we pray you give an extra portion of your peace, your presence, your grace to George Floyd's family and friends as their mourning is lived out in such a public and amplified way. Bless them that they would find what they need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of mercy, so many are working so hard, showing up, standing up for justice, for change, together their neighbors and get them what they need. So many are exhausted, exhausted from the work and worn out from what it takes to get those in power to hear. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, we have not loved you with all that we have. We have not loved those in our lives, those who pass through our lives, as we should. Grant us forgiveness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, we pray for those people who are in need of physical, spiritual, and emotional healing. There are so many now, those close to us, those in our city, those throughout our country, in the world. Cover us with your presence. Bring real healing. Restore the possibility of real hope, real joy. We pray for those who are dying, that they would know your peace, know your truth, feel your grace. We pray for those who are mourning the death of a loved one. May we be present to them in the ways that we are needed. May they feel your presence always. We pray for those of us who suffer with mental illness made more difficult. By these troubled times, we pray for those who are in prison, those who are prisoners of addiction. We pray for everyone who needs healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, meet us now in this extended time of silence.
May we always walk in the mercy. Amen. The scripture reading comes from Proverbs chapter 8, verses 1 through 5 and 22 through 31. Look, wisdom calls out and discernment lifts her voice. At the top of the heights on the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand by the gates at the city's entrance. At the approach to the portals, she shouts, To you, men, I call out, and my voice to humankind. Understand shrewdness, you dupes and fools. Make your heart understand. The Lord created me at the outset of his way, the very first of his works of old. In remote eons I was shaped at the start of the first things of earth. When there was no deep, I was spawned. When there were no wellsprings, water sources. Before mountains were anchored, before hills, I was spawned. He had yet not made earth and open land and the world's first clods of soil. When he founded the heavens, I was there. When he traced a circle on the face of the deep, when he propped up the skies above, when he powered the springs of the deep, when he set the sea to its limits, that the water not flout his command, when he strengthened the earth's foundations. And I was by him an intimate. I was his delight day after day, playing before him at all times, playing in the world, his earth, and my delight with humankind. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wisdom is shouting in the street at the crossroads. She takes her stand. To men, she yells, Understand, you dupes and fools. Make your heart understand. Yeah, I, I've seen her this week, I think. This woman yelling... To the dolts and simpletons, she says in other translations, acquire intelligence, you who lack it. In other translations, dear white people, listen up. We chose this text before George Floyd was killed. We chose it, we chose it for this Sunday because it's Trinity Sunday, and this is a text for Trinity Sunday in the regular lectionary, though not for this year. And Debbie, who cares about any of that really at all, is what I said to myself when I started writing that. Trinity Schminity. George Floyd died because a white man had his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And the people in the streets are saying no more, and the city is reeling. We've never had a pandemic collide with protests in the middle of a climate crisis that was already bringing human civilization to the brink of collapse. Who cares that it's Trinity Sunday? Yay, let's celebrate a really difficult theological concept. Hurrah! But then I thought, actually, what's not that difficult to understand about the Trinity (coughs) 
seems worthwhile to think about. Now and always. That God and God's self is relationship. God is relationship. Not some fixed, singular master figure behind the curtain pulling levers, controlling everything. God is alive as love. As far as metaphors go, three persons in loving relationship to each other does seem like a better image of God than the Father or the Son standing alone somewhere, scratching their beard. So maybe try to imagine God as this living, active, circulating love. It really kind of makes me think God is on the move. I mean, always. But maybe the Reverend Al Sharpton was right in his eulogy for George Floyd when he said, This time is different. We are reaching a breaking point. What needs breaking? The unjust systems that keep racial disparity in place, certainly. The unsustainable systems that favor profit over people and the planet, for sure. But also something in ourselves probably needs to break. And I don't think it's going to be comfortable for me or for anyone who benefits from those systems, which is most white people. Thinking about the Trinity and thinking about what needs to break, I wonder if it might be our sense of self. And I actually feel like this might already be happening. Because of the pandemic, we don't have the usual sort of cultural things we use to define ourselves. Where we go, who we go with, what we do. It's been unsettling. Like, I don't quite recognize myself. And we don't have the luxury of exercising our sense of independence. Because the virus makes it so clear we're not independent. We're part of this inextricable web of relationship. We aren't separate. What we touch touches other people. The droplets that come out of our mouth from talking, never mind coughing or singing, could kill another person. The droplets coming out of their mouth could infect us and we could infect someone we love or we could kill our neighbor's baby. Consumer capitalism sort of runs on self-interest. But What does self-interest even mean in the interconnected web? I mean, it's hard to imagine, but maybe that cultural pillar, self-interest, is breaking. Or at least cracking. I've believed we're all inextricably connected. But I haven't been so tangibly confronted with that connection, I don't think, as I have been lately. And then in the midst of that, to be reminded so viscerally 
how our sense of self as white people, my sense of self, my sense of safety and confidence in the world, my privilege as a white person is complicit in the violence against black people. I feel like Lady Wisdom has been busy out there, yelling in the street, making herself known. Give yourself up to the weft of a connected world. And I mean, if we are created in the image of God and God is Trinity, essentially relational, not one big giant boundaried masterly he, but rather alive as love, if God and God's self is this loving relationship, this generative, relational, creator, sustainer, redeemer, if we're made in that image, then the idea that we are separate selves isn't helpful or true. It's a false narrative that has served some few in the scheme of things, individuals well, but not so much the collective whole. We don't have life without relationship. We're conceived through relationship, the sperm and the egg. We are utterly dependent on other people to bring us into existence. And that doesn't stop once we're born. We wouldn't learn to walk or talk without relationship. At every stage of life, we are radically malleable and dependent on the web. It's outlandish that we would fight against our utter connectedness, that we would break, avoid, deny this most basic reality in any way ever, but we constantly do. We're we're caught in a distorted perception about the centrality of ourselves as fixed, independent, isolated entities apart from others. That's a delusion. I believe the Spirit of God moves to break that delusion, break down boundaries. Maybe the Spirit is shattering our sense of self. I doubt that could ever feel all good. I mean, relationship doesn't feel all good. I don't think that's possible. It feels... Well, I love Jim, for example. And I feel angry at him not infrequently. I love Jim, and I'm irritated by him. For example, when I've just gotten out of bed in the morning and... He's already been drinking lots of coffee, and he seems aggressively chatty. It understandably makes him mad that I would feel that way, and we might even have a small fight. Love definitely includes that. Love includes so much. Relationship isn't all easy and pretty and special and exciting. There's... Beauty, anger, fighting, judging, communicating, not communicating, insecurity, fear, meanness, sweetness, everything. We are. It includes a lot. It includes it all. Love isn't about excising all the imperfection. It's falling and failing together. There's a lot of letting go of our ideas about who other people should be and who we should be. We don't always look good in relationship. 
It's hard to keep up appearances. There's not a lot of purity in love. It's more like being in the mire together. There's so many conflicting ideas being being expressed in the midst of all that's going on these days. So many conflicting ideas about how to be good. What to post on social media or not. Should you even give food or, or just money and where? I think that how to be good might not be the most helpful thing to focus on. To be godlike, remembering the Trinity, is to be in relationship. I think we need to recognize our profound relatedness and talk about it in terms of love, not goodness. Trying to be good and loving are different things. I definitely don't think self-righteousness is the right direction for things to go for us. Trying to shore up in any way we can some sense that We're somehow above the mire. We're in it. We are in it with the white supremacists. We may want to be separate, but we're connected. If we're white, we've benefited from white supremacy. We aren't separate. It's like what Father Zosima says in the Brothers Karamazov, something I think about a lot. We're all responsible to all for everything. It's both kind of beautiful and frightening. He says all's like an ocean flowing and blending. A touch in one place sets up movement at the other end of the earth. All guilt, all sin is collective. And trying to extricate ourselves from the collective doesn't seem like the right way to go. But there is a lot of collective guilt, sin, So this utter relatedness can seem pretty heavy. But then you get a glimpse of wisdom here. And it's really a beautiful relief. The love of God embodied as a woman. She's with God at creation and intimate. Day after day, she's God's delight. God delights in her. She delights in God and in creation. Day after day, this playing and frolicking. You'd, you'd think the scene might be more serious. And wisdom does sound a little practical in the rest of the book of Proverbs. But here she's fun. She's delightful. The relationship is delightful. I don't think this means it's nothing but delight. God can be in the fire and the anger and the suffering. But there's more emphasis on joy and play than all the other things in this text. And it says wisdom is the beginning of God's way. She's God's firstborn and it's like in giving birth to wisdom, God gives birth to God's way. I don't know what that means exactly. But maybe... God's way of being in the world, God's way in the world, involves a lot, including a lot of delight and playfulness. 
and joy. Wisdom delights in creation. Far from having contempt for broken, imperfect humanity, she's filled with love for them. She doesn't take her place on the street out of some sense of dutiful obligation to teach humanity how to live. She loves them. She desires their companionship. I mean, she does mention that there are adults and fools, but she's eager to be with them. We don't find the love of God. She finds us. Breaks down our barriers, calls us to be part of a collective, the people of God, all responsible to all for everything. I don't think we're totally there yet, but it can be our prayer that we will more and more have hearts like God's heart, that we will be transformed by the love of God, that we might find our hope in communion. This is the Lord's table, and all are welcome. On the night before he suffered, he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat. And in the same manner, after the meal, he took the cup and said, This is my blood, which is poured out for the forgiveness of all sins. As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. You're now invited to share communion with those in your presence during this final hymn. Won't you please join us in singing hymn number 33 out of your House of Mercy hymnal, If I Could Hear My Mother Pray Again.
God of justice, the God of mercy, the God who stands with us in the streets, be with you and go with you wherever this week takes you. Amen.